0: Today is the 31st day of August, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. The Lord in His holy temple, let all the earth keep silence before Him. Lord, open our lips, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has dawned upon you. For behold, darkness covers the land, deep gloom enshrouds the peoples. But over you the Lord will rise, and his glory will appear upon you. and all your portals praise. The sun will no more be your light by day. By night you will not need the brightness of the moon. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 24, beginning at the first verse. Five days later, the high priest Ananias came down from some elders and an attorney, a certain Tertullius, and they reported their case against Paul to the governor. When Paul had been summoned, Tertullius began to accuse him, saying, Your Excellency, because of you, we have long enjoyed peace and reforms have been made for this people because of your foresight. We welcome this in every way and everywhere for the utmost gratitude. But to detain you no further, I beg you to hear us briefly with your customary graciousness. We have, in fact, found this man a pestilent fellow, an agitator among all the Jews throughout the world. And a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. He even tried to profane the temple, and so we seized him. By examining him yourself, you will be able to learn from him concerning everything of which we accuse him. The Jews also joined in the charge by asserting that he and all of this was true. When the governor motioned to him to speak, Paul replied, I cheerfully make my defense, knowing that for many years you have been a judge over this nation. As you can find out, it is not more than twelve days since I went up to Jerusalem. They did not find me disputing with anyone in the temple or stirring up a crowd either in the synagogues or throughout the city. Neither can they prove to you the charge they, they now bring up against me. But this I admit to you, that according to the way which they call a sect, I worship the God of our ancestors, believing everything laid down according to the law or written in the prophets. I have a hope in God, a hope about themselves also except that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the unrighteous. Therefore, I do my best always to have a clear conscience towards God and all people. Now, after some years, I came to bring alms to the nation and to offer sacrifices. While I was doing this, they found me in the temple, completing the rite of purification without any crowd or disturbance. But there were some Jews from Asia. They thought it ought to be here before you to make an accusation, if they had anything against me. Or let these men here tell what crime they have found when I stood before the council, unless it was the one sentence that I called out while standing before them. It is about the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial before you today. But Felix, who was rather well informed about the way, adjourned the hearing and the comment, When Lysias the Tribune comes down, I will decide your case. Then he ordered the centurion to keep him in custody, but to let him have some liberty and not to prevent any of his friends from taking care of his needs. and prosper in that for which I sent it. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 12, beginning at the 28th verse. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that Jesus answered them well, he answered him, Which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, The first is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and besides him there is no other. And to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love one another as yourself. This is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any questions. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. For he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. A reading for Thursday, the week of Proper 15. A reading from the Commentary of John by Cyril bishop of Alexandria from the year 444. They wanted to take him into the boat, but suddenly it came aground in the shore that they had been approaching. The Lord not only releases the voyagers from dangers, but unexpectedly appeared to them, but also frees them from all strain and sweat when he propels the ship forward to the opposite shore through his God-befitting power. For they were expecting that by continuously rowing they would reach the shore only with difficulty. But he releases them from their toils, revealing himself to them in a very little time as the worker of many miracles to their full assurance. Hence, when Christ appears and shines upon us, we shall without any labor succeed even against our hope and we who are in danger, though not having Him, shall have no need to toil or to be able to accomplish what is profitable for us when He is present. Thus, Christ is our deliverance from all danger and the accomplishment of achievements beyond hope to those who receive Him. We said that Christ ascended to heaven as to a mountain that is after His resurrection from the dead. But when this has taken place... Then his disciples alone and by themselves, a type of ecclesiastical teachers in succession throughout all time, swim through the billows of this present life in a kind of sea, meeting with varied and great temptations and enduring no contemptible dangers of teaching at the hands of those who oppose the faith in war against the preaching of the gospel. But they shall be freed from all fear and every anger and shall rest from their toils and misery." when Christ shall appear to them hereafter, also in the God-befitting power that the whole world under his feet. This is, in my estimation, the meaning of the walking on the sea, since the sea is often taken as a type of the Psalms, the sea also great and wide, in which all schools without number are living things, both small and great. Hence, when Christ comes with Father's glory, as it is written, Then shall the ship of the holy apostles, that is, the church, and those who are therein, that is, those who through faith and love of God are about the things of the world, without delay and without any toil gain the land that they are approaching. For it is in their aim to reach the kingdom of heaven as some fair haven. And our Savior confirms this understanding of all that has been said when a particular time he declares to his disciples, Within a short time you will lose sight of me, but soon after that you will see me again. Not another time. You will suffer in the world, but take courage. I have overcome the world. Here ends the reading. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Lord God, Almighty and Everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome by any adversity. And in all we do, directing us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Father of mercies and God of all comfort, our only help in the time of need, we humbly ask of you to behold, visit, and relieve your sick servants for whom prayers have been asked. Look upon them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with a sense of your goodness. Preserve them from the temptations of the enemy and give them patience under their affliction. And in your good time, restore them to health and enable them to lead the residue of their life in your fear and to your glory and grant that finally they may dwell with you in life everlasting through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which are offered before you for all members of your holy church. Then in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you